Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Thanks again for tuning in to the Course in Miracles podcast. Shout out to Anton. I swear to God, as much as I tell myself that I'm not going to make any mistakes, I, I still do. I accidentally uploaded Lesson 68 twice, even though I recorded Lesson 69. And it's like my whole life, like... I remember as a as a student, as like a you know second, third, fourth, fifth, twelfth grader, I was the teachers would always would always say you're making silly mistakes, and then the person who was the primary person in charge of raising me would be like, you're so smart, you're just making silly mistakes, and so I just started to believe that that I was in fact a silly mistake when really I was just doing my best. And so, you know, I would just feel, I would just feel stupid. And then that feeling of stupidity that I carried around with me about myself eventually, you know, turned into a pretty serious uh, addiction slash spiritual conundrum from which I was eventually saved via God. So anyway, apologies for that. Thanks again to everybody who's been listening. I get by with a little help from my friends. I get by with a little help from the listeners. As much as I try to get better at uh, paying attention to things, I just can't seem to get any better, which then, you know, perhaps calls forth the notion that all that there is to do is to be forgiving towards myself and others. And if I am harboring ill will towards myself, I am very likely to be harboring ill will towards others who appear in my life experience. And those others appear everywhere. And each person who shows up in our life as an adversary, is it adversary or adversary, is an opportunity for us to forgive aspects of ourselves that we are harboring guilt regarding, I can't say this enough, this is Course in Miracles 101. You feel like crap about yourself, you're afraid of the light of God, therefore you project all of that out onto your friends, your lovers, your uh, the, the political people in charge, your friends, people driving around, people at the grocery store, everywhere, and because we harbor, you harbor ill will towards yourself and judgment towards yourself and because you are afraid of God, because inside the world of the ego, God is a terrifying God who wants to banish you to hell. Uh, because of all of that, we will, um, we will continue to just point our finger. And it's not to excuse ourselves from the integrity from which we need to engage in the game of life. I've been mentioning Father Ripperger in the in the podcast a lot the last handful of episodes and he's got this great talk on gossip and I found this other talk on gossip and gossip is in fact trash you should not talk trash about people um should you you know do you have to do like seven years of penance like they say the catholics say you need to do in order to win back god's love I don't know uh perhaps should you follow the 12-step path and make an appropriate amend uh, appropriate amends, I think it's singular there, an appropriate amend. Um, when you have harmed someone with your words, perhaps. Um, 
You could take the Course in Miracles lessons uh, or route in its purest form and just notice the people in your life who are triggering you and driving up that stuff inside of you and forgive them. And again, in forgiving them, you will be forgiving aspects of yourself that you are guilty or feeling guilty or shameful about. So anyway, um, I've been having these beautiful, just beautiful, mystifying moments with these lessons the last few mornings in the 10 to 15 minute uh, dedication period, devotional period. And I, I swear to God, yesterday there's this this line that I was really kind of tickled about in Lesson 69, go on, clouds cannot stop you. And I swear to God, I'm just like doing the lesson and I'm picturing these gray clouds populating my consciousness and all of a sudden I'm just brushing them away saying, go on, clouds cannot stop you. And the sunlight of the spirit is showering me, (laughs) showering me with itself. It's beautiful. I'm just showered by the sunlight of the spirit. And it's just, just amazing, beautiful thing. And at first I was like, I don't want to do 10 minutes, but now I'm like, I want to do 20 or 30. I just don't want to stop. But there's a point at which it can just become lazy. Like I'm using my connection to God to kind of hide out from the world. And we as Course in Miracles students are supposed to be out in the world, working our little miracles as part of the atonement, which is when everyone has forgiven everybody and we have returned to God or returned to love. So this is a bit of a longer lesson, lesson 70. Great lesson was just reading over it. So here we go. Lesson 70, my salvation comes from me. All temptation is nothing more than some form of the basic temptation not to believe the idea for today. Salvation seems to come from anywhere except from you. So too does the source of guilt. You see neither guilt nor salvation as in your own mind and nowhere else. When you realize that all guilt is solely an invention of your mind, you also realize that guilt and salvation must be in the same place. In understanding this, you are saved. So if you feel sal- if you feel guilt, there's salvation right around the corner from that uh, from that guilt should you choose for there to be. The seeming cost of accepting today's idea is this. It means that nothing outside yourself can save you. Nothing outside yourself can give you peace. But also means that nothing outside yourself can hurt you or disturb your disturb your peace or upset you in any way. Today's idea places you in charge of the universe where you belong because of what you are. This is not a role that can be partly accept, partially accepted, and you must surely begin to see that accepting it is salvation. So today's idea places you in charge of the universe where you belong because of what you are. That's one of those Course in Miracles whoppers. So the lesson of the day, my salvation comes from me, That idea places you in charge of the universe where you belong because of what you are. It may not, not, however, be clear to you why the recognition that guilt is in your own mind entails the realization that salvation is there as well. So you might be thinking... I don't get the really I don't I don't get what the relationship is between guilt and salvation. I don't see that they're sort of two heads of the same coin or that they're very closely related, etc. 
God would not have put the remedy for the sickness where it cannot help. I've actually heard this said in the jungle that if you, I think anywhere in the wild, if you, if you encounter like a poisonous plant of some sort, that the antidote is always very close to that, which is interesting. That is the way your mind has worked, but hardly that hardly his, capital H, his God. He wants you to be healed. So he has kept the source of healing where the need for healing lies. So right there next to your guilt is where your healing is available. You have tried to do just the opposite, making every attempt, however distorted and fantastic it might be, to separate healing from the sickness for which it was intended and thus keep the sickness. Your purpose was to ensure that healing did not occur. God's purpose was to ensure that it did. Today we will practice practice realizing that God's will and ours are really the same in this. God wants us to be healed, and we do not really want to be sick because it makes us unhappy. Therefore, in accepting the idea for today, we are really in agreement with God. He does not want us to be sick, neither do we. He wants us to be healed, so do we. We are ready for two longer practice periods today, each of which should last some 10 to 15 minutes. We will, however, still let you decide when to undertake them. We will follow this practice for a number of lessons, and it would again be well to decide in advance when would be a good time to lay aside for each of them and then adhering to your own decisions as closely as possible. So you set a little timer, you pull out your Google Calendar, you set the time aside, you take a screenshot perhaps of the italicized section of the lesson for the shorter practice periods that you're going to be applying throughout the day as well. Begin these practice periods by repeating the idea for today, adding a statement signifying your recognition that salvation comes from nothing outside you. You might put it this way. My salvation comes from me. It cannot come from anywhere else. Then devote a few minutes with your eyes closed to reviewing some of the external places where you have looked for salvation in the past, in other people, in possessions, in various situation events, and in self-concepts that you sought to make real. Recognize that it is not there and tell yourself, my salvation cannot come from any of these things. My salvation comes from me and only me. So that would be, you know, your car, drugs, sex, rock and roll, some other vice, shopping, anything that you can think that you're essentially turning into an idol, something that you worship instead of God. Now, I realize that this is salvation comes from me and that salvation is, it's not salvation comes from God. I'm not exactly sure how to resolve that confusion because that is a little confusing to me, I will admit, um, but perhaps the answer will be revealed in time. Now we, will, now we will try to reach the light in you, which is where your salvation is. You cannot find it in the clouds that surround the light, and it is in them you have been looking for it. It is not there. It is past the clouds and in the light beyond. Remember that you will have to go through the clouds before you can reach the light, but remember also that you have never found anything in the cloud patterns you imagined that endured or that you wanted. Since all illusions of salvation have failed you, so the sex, the drugs, the rock and roll, the car, the money in the bank, etc., 
surely you do not want to remain in the clouds. So the money is the clouds. The Tesla is the clouds. The perfect surf wave is the clouds, etc. Looking vainly for idols there where you could so easily walk on into the light of real salvation. Try to pass the clouds by whatever means appeals to you. If it helps you, think of me holding your hand and leading you. So just picture Jesus holding your hand and leading you through the clouds to the light. That's such a beautiful, such a beautiful little applicable. That just makes Jesus so accessible. If it helps you, think of me holding your hand and leading you. And I assure you, this will be no idle fantasy. For the short and frequent practice periods today, remind yourself that your salvation comes from you, and nothing but your own thoughts can hamper your progress. You are free from all external interference. You are in charge of your salvation. You are in charge of the salvation of the world. Say then, my salvation comes from me. Nothing outside of me can hold me back. Within me is the world's salvation and my own powerful powerful stuff marianne williamson has one of her talks on youtube where she emphasizes the power of the statement this is no idle fantasy so this is not a joke this course in miracle stuff is not a joke uh you know when people get sober and they go into a, a recovery program and they they truly embrace all that that program has to offer. It is not a joke. It is no idle fantasy, right? You are truly stepping into, as it is referred to in one of the programs, as the sunlight of the spirit. It is also referred to as the fourth dimension of existence, the spiritual dimension, right? So, no idle fantasy. Like getting sober is no, it's not a joke. Getting really sober, right, to the point where like you're not even thinking about drinking, that's not a joke. That is no, like the, 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 the whims that you have while you're sitting at the bar about taking a few days off, that's kind of like an idle fantasy, right? Stepping into long-term sobriety is no idle fantasy. We are truly reaching out into the kingdom of God as miracle workers. We are approaching the law. There's this concept in the course called the, or this, this what's it, frame of reference? I'm not sure what you would refer to it as. Uh, the lawns of heaven. So the lawns of heaven are mentioned a few times within the course. Once in lesson 194, I believe. I place my future in the hands of God. And also in some of the supplemental material that's at the end of the book, and then perhaps a few other places. But that's really sort of where we, miracle workers, are starting to arrive. We are starting to arrive at the lawns of heaven. And when we get to the lawns of heaven and we keep doing our work, God will eventually reach out, perhaps if he wants to, and pull us all the way in course in miracles students rock the rest of your day go out into the world on a mission of love 
do your thing, love your neighbor as yourself, be kind and courteous towards all, keep forgiving, keep taking responsibility for your part in the atonement, which is the return to God, which is the return to love, the interlocking chain of forgiveness, the bodhisattvian path, bodhisattvian path, uh, very similar as again to the atonement principle or the atonement path or the atonement orientation, whichever it is, however it is that you'd like to relate to it. We are earthlings. We are earthbound. We are during earth work. We come to earth to learn, to love, to grow, to discover, to overcome, to feel pain, to feel joy, to feel all of the things that exist in between. Thank you all so much, Course in Miracles students. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. God song, one, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when it came. Get you to heaven one day I hope it gets you to heaven